Okay, so we are live right now. Okay, so welcome to test episode number two and welcome to the community hotline, friends of the internet. We are presented by 88 Real Estate Media and I am Bob, your host. Today we have the director, Henry, and um, he is an all-time director, producer, cinematographer, editor, extraordinaire. He does it all. This guy is a ninja. Um, that's actually how we, you know, are cross past. I feel like it was just, you know, two like-minded souls meeting, um, at a singular point. Um, so yeah, why don't you introduce yourself and tell, tell the audience a little bit, you know, about what it is you do. Yeah. My name is Henry. Um, I'm a filmmaker, editor, director. Uh, I've been working in the industry for 10 years, probably. Uh, started in Montana doing outdoor films, um, transitioned to LA about, five years ago and then uh since then yeah just jumped into uh a lot of dance and music videos first that was like my whole first year and then after that that i started going towards the direction of more like branded content working with you know brands developing ideas uh and content for them um so that led to my first big gig with this company called Stillhouse, which uh, eventually GEZ partnered with. So I ended up going to her with him. Um, and that led to a bunch of other stuff over here. But then on the brand side, we still were doing um, as much brand work as we could. Five Hour Energy, uh, Stizzy, We Company. Uh, it's a big list. But anyway, all that was all freelance. And then as of this past October, I got a job, my first like official job. Um, is the uh, digital development director for a company. And uh, yeah, just been cranking away doing, you know, social digital content. Okay, okay, finally on the W4 life, right? Yeah, uh, until this whole thing happened, which we'll probably get into. Yeah, of course, of course. All right, so today's three topics are basically gonna be about money, education, and entertainment. Mm -hmm. uh, so speaking about money, um, you know, right now, how has, I guess the, the, the whole situation with Corona, how has that affected like your income, you know? Yeah. So it didn't for the first, uh, like for the first couple of weeks, but then after that, you know, the, the company I was working for, they like, we weren't going into work. Um, and it's a product driven company, so we're still able to make sales, but, um, everything just got taken back, you know, 10 steps. So it, it dramatically slowed that. Um, I'm still employed there, but it's um, it's almost still like a part-time basis mm. at this point. Uh, so I'm taking on other editing gigs. I mean, uh, just taking on other editing gigs, but it gigs basically anything oh. and everything. Okay, okay. So I guess, so you said that you've had the, um, I think I hear an echo. Do you hear the echo? I don't hear an echo. Oh. Hello? Mike? I can hear you. Oh, no, now it's fine. Okay. Like I said, this is a test episode, so we're still figuring yeah, things out. Um, okay, so I guess, so you said you were, you know, you kind of in the, the, the business for about 10 years, you know, for, I guess for, you know, what was that, what was that business structure like? Like, was it like, what was like your first client? Like, was it tough, you know, making that first, getting that first gig, getting that first job? And like, you know, how have you grown and, and like, basically... So yeah. Yeah. My, 
getting my first client wasn't necessarily hard because I started shooting when I was in college. Uh, I got a job at, well, I took, I took the first year of um, film classes. Then I didn't make the cut, so I didn't make it to film school. So then I was like, well, I didn't have a plan B. So I got a job at this uh, local access television place. Uh, so I had access to all their camera equipment. So I was just using that, uh, contacting like local musicians, athletes, and just shooting. And then uh, still using the university's editing suites because I still have friends in there. So I was right. still able to get access to all that. Um, so I had, a, I had a lot of sources to actually get stuff. And then, uh, so yeah, my first client was a hip-hop artist. Um, and I, prior to this, I, did, I, I was doing a bunch of different stuff, but none of it was paid. That was like the first person that was like, oh, bro, this is awesome. He only had like 27 bucks. <laughs> he had a 20, a 5, and a couple ones. That was all I had as well. And he gave it all to me. Uh, Damn. Yeah, but since then, I mean, I still I still have a really good relationship with him. Um, but that was like my first client client. And then through the university, I was in the uh, entertainment management program where I met my buddy Dom. And he was, he wanted to act. So he was always just trying to shoot stuff. So we linked up. Uh, and then through that, we basically um, did a bunch of stuff for the entertainment management program. Uh which led to other stuff, which eventually like our first big contract was with the state of Montana for the tourism office. So we were, we pitched them a project and they liked it and gave us the money to do it. And I was okay. Like, hey, that was kind of, by the time that happened that we were like probably six months out of college. Yeah. And that was our first like actual, like good pay when it came, when it came to that. So. Okay. I feel like, I feel like a lot of, you know, a lot of people starting out right now, it's kind of, um, I don't know, I would say there's not a lot of um, information on like what like a 30 day steps would be. So I guess, you know, if, if you were to like start over again, and you basically, let's say 30 to 60 days, and you had a camera, right, you knew how to shoot, you just didn't understand the business side of it, um, of getting actual clients. And you know, what would you do? If like, you know, you, you had 30 to 60 days to like, basically, make uh, like fifteen hundred dollars to pay yeah, rent or so, something uh yeah that's a good question i i mean my the obvious answer is like find someone who's already doing it and offer your help uh you know find somebody that's doing what you want to be doing who's already has clients who's already doing stuff and be like hey let me help you however i can to just get in the door uh whether that be like you know you have to reach out to five people or you have to reach out to a hundred people. Um, that's probably where, where I'd start. It's tough for me cause I'm really introverted and I don't like, I have a hard time like going out and asking people for help. So it's a lot harder for me to do, I think than most mm. people. Mm. Uh, but that's cool. Cause there's Instagram now. You could just message people, DM people. Um, but yeah, just, I, I, th I found that I've learned the most working around people who, have been doing it for a while. We're really good at it. That's yeah. just like the whole thing going back to like why people have teachers, why people have mentors, because they've been there and done it and they could kind of guide you along that journey. Um, so yeah. Right, no, I agree with that 100%. I feel like every time I've grown as a photographer, it's always been with either working with 
more established photographers who've been doing it like way longer than I have, yeah. um, or working with like talent, yeah. like that's been that's just super talented, and they've worked with better photographers than I have, and they kind of yeah. like push you up and bring you up. Yeah, and that's how you learn. That's how you learn new stuff because they're going to be like, they're going to be saying a ton of stuff that you don't know, and you're gonna that's your opportunity. Like, oh, what do you mean? What is that? And that's just like you know. Consistent, right. consistent learning. Which right. Is yeah. Okay. And then, so I guess from your, from your experience, you know, as a, as a director, you know, how hard is it, you know, is it to get projects funded and like, you know, and what industries would you say is like most, you know, lucrative for, you know, filmmakers or people with like production talent? Yeah. It's, uh, obviously the brands are where it's at. Um, I've made, you know, more money from working with brands than anything. Cause they have generally a lot more money to throw at projects. Um, it's just the difficult part with that is getting it with somebody who works there, um, with the person that can make those decisions. Uh, so if you could, for me being more introverted, uh, finding somebody who is outgoing, that's able to make those connections, who enjoys doing it, which was my buddy Dom was good. Cause then we partnered and it was like, okay, I could do all the, the creative, um, I could do all this stuff and you could do all the marketing. You could be out there talking to people, uh, you know, and doing all that stuff. Um, is my video froze? Can you still hear me? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was kind of froze for a little bit, but we could still, we could still, you know, kind of, kind of hear you. I could tell you the, uh, music videos are probably the, the least lucrative for how many people are doing it. If you could hit, hit that threshold, uh, to like make it over that curve, there's a lot of money to be made. Yeah, um, it's more about like you know, willing to grind it out to get there, or finding that person that's already doing it and linking with them. I'd say that's a lot easier. A <laughs> hundred times easier. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to be stressed about money. You're not going to go, you know, because it sucks going back and forth with people for 250 bucks. <laughs> oh, 250. That's way too expensive. I'll just shoot it myself. It's like all right. So like. You know, I've, I've been there and then I've also been in the situations where like, they're like, yeah, uh, you quote them, you quote them like I don't, 10K and they're like, yeah, done. And it's like, I should have done more. <laughs> but I think with music videos, that's the, probably the, you got to be strategic. You can shoot stuff for your homies just to mess around. I mean, I have tons of friends that are amazing artists that I really want to. I have, I like, cause I love shooting music videos and I always like with so many people I know that do music, I'm always like, Oh man, this would be such a good idea. Yeah. Not really feasible if you don't have a budget there. To... Yeah. Cause it costs money to like hire like the location or lighting and like yeah, get gaffers and everything. Yeah. Just simple stuff like that. And then time wise too, like, I mean, geez, you, you spend like three weeks just planning, shooting, planning, shooting. Right, 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 right. Okay. All right. So let's let's kind of, you know, change topics to go into like the, the entertainment. Well, not really. It's like more of a segue, you know, um, I guess from your work in the entertainment industry of shooting music videos and everything like that, um, uh, would you say like in the future, like moving, moving like for future goals, do you think you want to stick in the more entertainment realm of like working with brands, doing like entertainment, branded entertainment content? 
Or, you know, do you think there are like other more lucrative industries that are not as, you know, glamorous per se? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm in a weird spot right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to think deep about that. Um, do you know what I, you know what I mean though? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have an answer for that right now. Okay. No, that's, that's, that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. I mean, I guess just for, I guess generally for me, the reason I bring that up is because, you know, when I first came into LA, um, I was working, I was working at YouTube just like, as like a, like a tech, like a computer tech, you know, just answering emails and whatever. And then from that, I went into like the music, um, the music, like video industry as well, just like hopping on with friends projects and everything. And then um, I wanted to get more into photography and like, I feel like the most money that I've ever made in terms of like production wise has just been working with like corporate clients, right? Like the more way less glamorous stuff than like I got you. working with like a celebrity or, or anything like that, you know? And I think, I think from, from the way that uh, I see it is like, man, if, like the older I get, right. It's like, I can't be putting in like 12 hours on set and like working like all these long production days. Right. But then it's like, man, I don't want to kind of do boring, you know, corporate videos for the rest of my life. I'd be like, <laughs> no way. Yeah. So it's like, you know, where's that happy medium? I got you. I got you. Yeah. I definitely think, you know, those, those corporate less glamorous ones are the, where the money's at. But with some of the corporate stuff we've done, I think if you're working with brands now more than ever, it's really crucial for them to have that creative edge and be doing mm. something different. So there is opportunity with most, uh, most industries now to be able to pitch the ideas you want to do. And there's always going to be compromise. Um, yeah, but you know, I, I, I've been fortunate to like everybody we've worked with, we've had almost all control of like the creative. And if, like I said, it gets shot down at some level. Like, um, what's a good example? Uh, High Brew. It's a uh, cold brew coffee company. Um, we're doing a project for them, and I think we pitched them like five different, five different ideas, which all in themselves took a very long time to like formulate and think through and make it make sense with their brand. Right. Uh, and then it's like, you know, so we spent all that time doing that, give it to them. They're like, oh, this one, not this one, not this one. This one kind of works. Maybe we could do something out of this one. And then it's like, even though it's not our exact idea, it's our idea to start. And then we just basically are going back and forth, filtering out what works and what doesn't and keeping it on brand. So I do think even in the less glamorous stuff, there, there is still opportunity to, uh, to make it creative. It's just about how creative you are, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. How have you been uh, entertaining yourself during this time? Uh, I have been educating myself. <laughs> uh, most of my day, so I'm, I'm usually up by like 5.40 a.m. Uh, looking at like Yahoo Finance. Um, and then by 6.30, I've been day trading stocks. So I'm kind of learning the ropes of all that within yeah. the past three weeks. Um, and then I do that 
till about 11. And then I'm usually going for a walk, do some studying, reading, just getting outside, uh, come back, do some editing, study some more. Uh, Michelle gets home around like five to six usually. And then we, you know, do something active, yoga, boxing, go for a run, come back, eat, watch a movie, and that's it. Okay. I didn't know. I, I, I play video games too. I, that's <laughs> probably, on a good day, that'll take up like 30 minutes. If I have okay. time for it, that'll take 30 minutes. Okay. But you're basically uh, bouncing back and forth between education and learning and then uh, day trading, right? Yeah, yeah. How's day trading been? Have you been making money? What's going on? Did you see oil today? Like it was like below uh, zero? Yeah, that's crazy. I was, uh, one of my tickers dropped down. It was like negative 30. I was like, what the fuck? I don't even. Crazy. I, I don't know what's going on. So I need to, I need to watch <laughs> the news. I, yeah, yeah. I don't even know how it's possible. I don't think what? that's happened since like 1983 or something like that. Yeah, that's what that's what they were saying. Are you are you day trading on a uh, TD Ameritrade or Webull or what? Yeah, what yeah, platform? TD. Okay. TD. Yeah, so yeah. what what is what do you do you know what that means? Like the price of oil drops like to negative or or not, below zero? Not, not specifically, no. Which is why I wouldn't really <laughs> touch touch anything in that realm, just because I don't really understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't really know what it means. I see a lot of friends back in Montana posting pictures of gas being like a buck twelve. But I'm like, well, I honestly haven't really even seen a difference. I'm still paying like three fifty. It's down from four bucks, which it usually is, but it's still like only. 50. I haven't seen a huge difference. Yet. Are you on? Are you on? A, are you on Costco? No, should be. Should yeah, I? Yeah, yeah. I'm getting Costco right now for two thirty premium. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Um. And there's no lines right now, so it's pretty awesome. I think Michelle has a Costco card. Oh, then you need to be on it. All right. What's what's up? I guess what what are the top three stocks right now you're day trading that I've like done pretty well for you? Uh, so today I was on TRNX. What's that? Chemicals. Chemicals. What what got you into chemicals? Uh, I just basically the the reason for that was usually in the morning I just search for stocks that are either gapping up, um, or just moving really well, and that was one of them. Uh, there's a mortgage. Mortgage Real Estate Investment Trust, MFA, uh, which was seeing a lot of, a lot of volume today. Um, and then, so back to the, like the gas, there's a, there's a stock UGAS and DGAS. Have you heard of them? Uh, what's the... Uh, so what's you, it's just the letter U-G-A-Z. Let me search for it. U-G-A-Z. Yeah. The long natural gas. Yeah, yeah. So this one, the one that's at thirty-five. Yeah, yeah. I took a small position in that today. Um, I what a very small position. I bought in at uh, yeah, I bought in at thirty-four forty-two, and then got out at thirty-four sixty-one. So I mean, it was like a little twenty twenty cent increase. <laughs> you know. Uh, but it's cool because I'm just I'm still learning. I'm still like really learning all the ropes of this. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm sure. I'm really sure. just working on those, uh, you know, my my support and resistance lines, making sure there's like some actual momentum that it that it is actually going up. Um, just trying but, to work off the. the is there email. a class? 
is there a class that you've been taking to like learn about all this or Google or I mean, or YouTube? Yeah, so I've been, I've been watching tons of YouTube videos. Um, and then there's this dude, Ricky Gratias, I think his name is. Okay. Uh, he's a stock but, guy. Yeah. He's like 21 years old, but, um, he, he's been putting out videos for like three years now. So it's all there. Um, but his, I, I just signed up for his course cause I was like, I'd rather just spend money here than just like lose it. So I could actually learn something and he right. has it structured. He has it structured in a pretty nice way um, where, you know, it's more like a class schedule. So you could like kind of learn the basics and go through it. Okay. And then, um, then you could, then you could, he live trades every day. So you can watch him live trading while he's doing it. Um, but it's cool, man. I'm super green, super green to it. Hey, Hey, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. It's fun though, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm confident. I'm my, uh, my roommate right now. He, um, he, he put something in called like options. So I think it's like yeah, different yeah. than like whatever trading. They're, they're like the contracts for the stocks. He, yeah. So yeah. he put in, uh, like 30 grand, um, I guess like three years ago. Uh-huh. And then, uh, come, it was like, I think it was like January or something. He, he's like, yo, Bob, like, um, I think the market's going to dip, you know, I should take my money out. I was like, Oh, how much money do you have in the, the thing? Right. He's like, Oh, I have $90,000 right now. Oh, damn. I'm like, Oh shit. I was like, Oh, you made 90 grand. Okay. Or I'm like, you're at 90 grand. And literally the day after, um, but he, he, in his mind, he's like, Oh, I'll, I'll get out once I hit a hundred, you know, yeah. and he, was, he was like so close. Let me just hit the, like a few more thousand. Literally the next day after he said, Hey, I think the market's going to tank market tanks. He didn't take it out. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, that broke that break my heart, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he didn't lose all of it, but he probably no. He's like he's like back down to thirty. Yep. And I'm just like, so in that position, I guess from from your standpoint, would you look at it as like, oh, I didn't lose any money yet because I only put thirty grand in, or would you be like, oh no, I lost sixty thousand dollars? I'd be like, I lost sixty. <laughs> That'd be I'd have a hard time looking at that. What I will say though is, just leaving that in, is probably still what I do. If if it's like a long term play, because I am I am planning on taking most of our money out of the bank, and just starting to um, dollar cost average into an index fund. Uh, and I think uh, Fidelity has a couple. I know Fidelity has a couple good ones. Vanguard has a couple good ones. Um, are you familiar with those? All right. So an index. <laughs> An index fund, it's kind of like a mutual fund. What's a mutual and fund? A mutual fund is basically you buy into it and it's it's a it's a package with a bunch of different stocks in it. So okay. if you buy say you buy mutual fund A and it has like Apple, Google, Amazon, mm-hmm. it's not always like sometimes it's only partial shares, I think, if I'm right. Um, but it has just a bunch of different a bunch of different stocks in them. Yeah. And they're usually, um, they usually are on pace with um, like the S&P 500 or the NASDAQ or whatever it may be. So they kind of mimic the market. So okay. whatever, whatever mutual fund you get, it's, it's going to gradually just stay on pace with, with the overall market. So, so that's kinda... something where like, you know, if you buy in right now, you get your mutual fund. Uh, it might dip down within the next year, but it's a long-term thing anyway. And over the next 10 years, it, it'll go up. I'm sure. Like, 
Okay. You know. So mutual funds is kind of like you have two of these. Like this is fund A, this is fund B, and then like you put in like fifty bucks in here, and then you can put in like fifty bucks in here, and then one of them will grow. It's just like there's a bunch of like packages here. Is yeah, yeah, kind of like yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. And oh. so then, index funds are the same thing. They're just not actively managed. So mutual funds are usually usually paying a fee for a broker to actually to be consistently like looking at what's in your portfolio and being like, okay, these aren't performing well. I'm going to switch these out with these. Yeah. An index fund, it's, uh, it's not actively managed by a person. So there's a lot less fees involved. Um, and I'm not a hundred percent sure if they're, I, I don't think they switch stocks in those. I think it just rides with whatever you get. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm glad I these are also generally like solidified companies that have been around for 10 plus years though. Right. So they're, right, right. they're a pretty safe bet. Okay. So I'm excited for you, man. Look at this. You're teaching, you're teaching us something right now. You're learning everything every yeah, I day. Not, I hope I'm not teaching the wrong information. Everything well, I said just now about stocks, make sure you double check. <laughs> well, you just said, so basically what I, just a little recap on that, just on the education portion, it was that you said there was, you've been learning all your stuff from this guy, Ricky, right? Yeah. Ricky, what is it? There's tons of people. Uh, I don't know how to say his last name. It starts with a G. <laughs> Ricky G stocks or whatever, right? Ricky G. Uh, there's another, there's another. Um, Can you share your screen right now and just show us the YouTube? Yeah, I got a bunch of shit. How do I share my screen? Oh, share screen. All right, share screen. I got uh, MacBook Pro. Allow. You don't see anything yet, do you? Hold on. No. I mean, hold on. I see it now. Boom. Do you see it on yours? Uh, yeah, I don't know why this pulled up, though. Oh. That's, that's just my... Hold on. Exit sure. out of that. <laughs> Let me try it one more time. Okay. Screen sharing, you see two monitors. Does Zoom let you screen share as well? It says you, hold on. Uh, I don't, yeah, it does, but I think you have to be, oh, I think I got it here. All right, so you should be able to click on it. Yeah. Whoa, what a trip. Uh, do you <laughs> see all the stuff like pulling up? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah? All right, yeah. so. This guy right here. Ricky Gutierrez. Something Gutierrez. like that. Yeah, he, so he's pretty good. Um, for long-term like index funds and mutual funds, this gal is awesome. Investing with Rose. Yep. Um, so she's really good for for a lot of index funds. Um, is that what she invests in herself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Let me see. Hold on. There's another... Uh, let me see if it's in my, so this is a pretty good one. The boiler room. Right I thought here. that was the boiler room. Isn't that like a DJ thing? If it is, I have not found the DJ account. <laughs> uh, this guy's really good though. And then this gal, yeah, this, I like, hold up. Um, this gal is just like super Asian. It's hilarious to watch her, <laughs> but uh, she knows her stuff. And this is, she's just a hum humble trainer. She has a crazy accent. It's just, it's 
hilarious. But well, the video quality is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, the video quality is solid. So anyway, uh, could you see yourself doing this full time if you start making like mad, 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 mad money and stuff? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is something too that you could do from like, because the market's open uh, in New York, uh, Eastern time at nine. So over here at six thirty a.m. Right. So that's something where you can get up, and you, even if you you start as a side hustle, you could you could trade from like six thirty to seven thirty. Cause usually that first hour is really busy. Um, and then you could go do your job, but like, yeah, my, that's my plan. Like if I could make, figure out, I'm, I'm dedicating this year to like figuring it out mm-hmm. so I could, so I could make something like this full time. Okay. Are you still looking into real estate though? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious, I was cu- curious to know what you think about that though. What, uh, the market and the future of real estate within this next year like by, yeah by 2021 say say october let's just say october what do you think what do you think it's going to look like yeah so um just from what i've been hearing on the ground and on all the people that i've been talking to uh i guess i'll go into like residential first and then i'll go into commercial because it's two different things um you know the difference between residential and commercial commercial buildings as in like if you, like a mall or if you're well, right now for stores yeah, I mean, commercial is anything like four units and up. So, like, it could be apartments, okay. but anything four units and up. Uh, yeah, shopping centers, apartments, and, and all that as well. But, yeah, residential is just, like, single-family homes. Okay. So, I feel like with single-family homes um, in the Orange County area, they're saying right now, um, we just looked on the – so, like, they have a thing called the MLS, yeah. which is uh, – so, yeah, so basically – yeah, the it it's basically said like there was like 300 new listings that went up in the last three weeks. So people are still like selling their homes. Right. Um, there's definitely more buyers in the market than sellers. So home prices are still like you know going up. Which is about average for this time of year though, because it's approaching summer, right? Yeah, yeah. When things are supposed to get even more heated, you know, come right. come summertime. But I think just right now because. Um, just to go look at a house right now, you have to sign like a waiver, like basically like, oh, just to enter this house, to like do a showing, um, I could contract coronavirus or whatever. So that kind of like dampens it. Um, but from what everyone's telling me, like they're like the 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 housing is gonna, it's gonna pretty much, it's gonna stay the same or it's gonna like get better, you know? I just think, cause there's just not that many houses on the market for sale. Right. So the demand is still pretty high. Cause- that's one thing Michelle and I were like, well, how long should we wait before we like, you know, get into a place? Yeah. Our, our target was like the October area. Um, but we'll see. I, I do know that they, they have been putting a few new um, mandates in place as far as like, I think now you need like 20% down with like a 700 credit score. Is that right? Uh, it depends on who you're getting the loan from. Um, I think they're they're saying that like because banks are are realizing that um, everyone's asking for like forbearance, like they can't pay their yeah. mortgage or whatever. Yeah. Um, they're like, oh, you know, all it takes is probably like two weeks to not get a paycheck, and then people are going to default on their mortgages. So now moving forward, they're gonna they're gonna want. Um, I wouldn't say more of a deposit. I just think they want proof in your bank account that you have at least like six months to pay that. Right. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, moving forward from from everyone, what, what I've been talking to, and especially with where your mindset's at in terms of uh, like pricing and stuff, I would say, you know, get a FHA loan, which is like a federal loan, which right now, if you if you have one of those federal loans, you don't have to pay your mortgage for 12 months. <laughs> yeah, I actually just, well, I just saw that today. Yeah. Um, so basically you can get an FHA loan, put like 10% down on a duplex, which is like a four unit and like rent one out. I mean, rent three out and stay in the owner's unit and then just basically accumulate some, some rent from that. But do the renters, do the renters also have to pay for this next 12 months? Cause I thought there was something in place that they weren't obligated either. Yeah. No, there's just no evictions going on right now. Right. So what right. you what you can kind of see is um, so I mean just being a low like my parents we have a commercial property in, in Florida right now, mm-hmm. and with commercial it's different, right? Um, depending on the language, the governor of Florida only put you you didn't have to pay your rent for residential, but for commercial you still had to pay your rent. So if you are like a CVS renting out whatever or like a McDonald's renting out the land, you still got to pay your rent, um, or people can put you in the eviction. But what's happening right now is like you got a bunch of people who are like, okay, cool, we can't evict you for for thirty for ninety days or whatever, right? For three months, but the landlords are still like moving forward with the evictions. They're still like filing them. It's just it's just the courts. It takes probably like three steps, and but they're already in line. Like if you missed your rent payment, like they're already first up in line, so that when everything does open up, they're not like at the back of the line, you right. know, just starting to file, they're like, Oh, get these people out of my place so that we can start like flipping it. That's a whole bunch of shit that I don't want to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to get a fort like that. That was honestly like at one point, uh, it was just like, uh, where was it? It was like not quite mid city. So if you're in Culver city and you get on the 10 towards downtown, Almost halfway between here and downtown, right off the ten, there was a four a fourplex for six hundred thousand. Mm. I was like, man, if I had this right now, this would be like the ideal, because the neighborhood wasn't bad. Um, building needed a little bit of work, but nothing structural. It was just like all interior stuff that you know. We, you could have, you could have knocked it out. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, but now it's just like I'm I'm a little worried because like what you said with the with the landlords in Florida, you said they're only doing that for homeowners and not commercial. Yeah. So, so that means uh, though, if you, if you have a, if you have a unit that has like this one, like this is a 12 unit place, that would mean this place is kind of excluded from that. Um, I don't know. I think commercial, well, I think, so the, I think I'm not too familiar, but I, I, I know like they can't kick you out of like, like basically evictions are stopped. That's, that's, that's the thing, right? Whether, whether they, you can't get kicked out of your spot for the next 90 days, period. I mean, even if you are commercial or, or in your apartment or whatever, right? The issue is, is your landlord already filing your eviction? It won't go through, right? Cause it's, but but he can still go to the court office and like, you know, get in line for when everything does open up, then they're going to start evicting, you know, however that goes. Well, also, I'm, like at the end of that period, you still got to pay that money, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that, and to me, it's that's another thing. It's like, well, even at that, I'd rather do everything I can 
to make this month rent payment than be three months down the line and be like, oh shit, I will triple that amount. How am I going to get that? Well, it also depends on your landlord and how cool they are, right? If it's just like a super corporate place and they're like, yo, we need all our money or, you know, get out of here. We don't care about your problems, da, 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 da. Or they're like, you know what? We'll give you 12 months. A lot of places are like, we'll give you 12 months to repay it back. Okay. So it's kind of like a loan. So it's like once you get to, once you get back to working, essentially, you know, yeah. you should be able to start paying it back anyway. It's a big risk though. Like personally, if I was a landlord, even with a four, a four unit place, it's like that would, that puts me at a pretty big risk. Yeah. Well, I mean, even with, with, with the bank. So like, you, let's say on your landlord side, right? Yeah. You, you have your four unit and your monthly payment is like, let's say it's like three grand, right? And you collect five grand from, from, from the other three people. Um, so you make two on top, but you're not getting any rent the next two, three months. Mm-hmm. So you got to talk to your bank who you got the, the mortgage with. Right. Um, but if you got an FHA loan, like an FHA loan for this four unit, like you don't have to pay for 12 months. So you don't really care. Yeah. But if you're getting it from like a bank, like a shady bank or something like that, right. you know, then they're going to be like, well, we'll give you the forbearance for 90 days as well, where you don't have to pay, you know, your mortgage for, for 90 days, but we want that money back or yeah. we're yeah. going to basically foreclose on your property. So this is stuff that could potentially stuff going on right now can have, could potentially have the impact next year. Yeah, I think, I think definitely next year, I think next year, by next year, there's going to be a lot of foreclosures. I'm just going to be honest, like just from, from the, from the business side, I think a lot of people are going to lose their property. A lot of people are going to like, especially businesses are going to go out of business and they're never going to come back. And this, this is a perfect time to like buy up those businesses, you know, for, for, for cheap basically. Um, but I think as far as like single houses, I think the prices are still, you know, that's not really going to dip too crazy. And then also another thing is like the difference between the, what's happening right now between 2008 is in 2008, when the financial crisis hit, banks like went out of business. They weren't like answering their calls. They weren't picking up the phone. They're, they're just done. But now it's like banks are still kind of in business, you know? Right. So, so there's still like differences happening. Yeah. I. It's interesting, man. I don't know how like, the unemployment rate's crazy. And I'm sure like you saw it when you were in Vegas, like Vegas is strictly runs on tourism. And the fact that like the strip isn't operating right now and that many people are out of jobs, like, I, I don't know, man, I'm worried for a lot of people. I mean, I'm, I'm, I think I'm more concerned about, you know, what's going to happen with the mindset of society moving forward. Yeah. You know, like people aren't working, so they're bored. That's why they're protesting right now. And then Yeah, that's ridiculous, by the way. Yeah, and then and then it's like the government is just cutting you free checks right now. And I've never lived in an era where like the government was just handing out free money to people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, what does that tell people? What does that do to people? People are like, you know, I thought about it. I was like, man, like I'm I'm a pretty big hustler and I and I and I, and I like making money and I and I thought like oh should I just get like a side job right now just to like you know stack some cash if it's yeah. just you know and then you know my parents were like well 
you know, you don't really need it right now, right? I'm like, no, I mean, I'm, I'm good for a few months. And they're like, don't fucking risk your life then. Sorry for the cursing. But yeah, but basically that's what they said. Like, then don't, then don't risk your life. You know, it's still like valuing your, your life and like not, not leaving the house type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> forgot where we were going with that. No, it was just a lot's going on right now. But, I, but, but like you said, I mean, I think your parents are right. Like, you don't need to risk not only you, but other people, too. Because, like, Michelle working in the nursing field, it, people out protesting, I don't think they understand that, like, of course, everybody wants to get back to it. But the more people that continue to get sick and the more people that have to go to the hospital, there's more stress there is in the hospital and that whole that whole industry also. Like, yeah. With, with nurses already working overtime because people are, like, flooding the hospitals, it's very uh, selfish to not care about, you know, the well-being of other people because you think you are immune to this right. and you don't need to uh, follow the orders that are in place. Like, what it sucks. You- yeah, we're all here. We're all here. We all have to be inside. I mean, that doesn't mean you can't go walk. You could go outside. You could go run. You could you could do shit. Um, right. You know, you don't have to stay inside. The mountains the mountains are here. Uh, you know, some trailheads are closed, yeah, but you could, you could find places to go hike. I mean, I run. I'm outside every day, you know, for at least an hour. I got a face mask, like, you know. Don't need to be congregating in huge places and, and, and protesting and, and yeah, being a danger to society. You know, I just saw, I, I don't want to get too far off topic here, but uh, I did just see uh, a thing in the news where South Korea, some of the patients that have recovered from COVID have gotten it again. This is pretty <laughs> crazy. That's like crazy to me. So, I mean, Florida, hey, you're, you're, you're home, Florida, man. That'll be a good. Uh, We'll see what happens. I know they open the beaches, so we'll see. That'll be a good test run, a trial for America. <laughs> we'll see, man. If if I feel like if if like so so just to kind of like to wrap it up. So my my parents are from Wuhan, right? Like my whole yeah. family's from Wuhan, and like uh, the city just opened up, um, like two weeks ago. Yeah. And it's crazy because. It, it was it wasn't like a gradual you know let's get back to normal it was literally like a zero to 100 type thing mm-hmm. you know midnight uh there was already lines at the train stations you know people were like cars were lined up to get exit the city you know people who've been trapped in the city for the last two months like they're all just trying to get home and like restaurants are open people are out people are eating like it's just like it's like a normal day it's like this it's like this had never happened and there's st- and there's still no cure and there's still no vaccine and you're just like what's happening you know like how are we just going to go from like lockdown complete shutdown to like oh you know there's you know we're back to normal guys you right. know but like corona's still here and that that's confusing to me and i'm just i'm kind of i'm like who's making the money right now who's who's ma- who's making all these deals behind closed doors yeah. And you know, I'm just like, man, one day I need I need to get to that. I need to get to that point. <laughs> need to know what's happening. Yeah, we all do, man. I don't know right. if most of us won't. We'll figure it out. Anyways, um 
do you have any last words for the audience? You know, they are they are the youth. You know, any any tips on life? You know, three yeah. three pieces of life advice you'd have. Uh, read read some books. Any That's specific one. books? Uh, you know, I I think I read a lot of self help books, but um, but the, I don't want to recommend that to get started because they're they can be hard to read. Anything, I honestly I like. My three favorite books are uh, Dracula, amazing book. Even it was written a while ago. Frank hey, Brown Stoker. Yeah, yeah, and maybe I gotta check. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably is the original one, so probably. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the Strange Case of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Those are like my top three, and th- and those are just like good mindless books that you could just read. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading. I'm reading a couple right now. How to Be a Leader. Uh, it's a really good one. Um, I got a lot of books, man. Uh, anyway, just start wherever. It doesn't even matter. It could be anything, but read books. Um, stay active. Uh, I, I'm going to say for two is just stay healthy, which means just be active, do something every day, whether that be like getting out for a walk, going for a run. Um, I, honestly, a walk around the block helps. Like if I'm here working on my computer for any longer than an hour, yeah. Um, and sometimes I don't cause I'm just so glued in, but, uh, you know, it's that whole, like changing your space will help change your mentality. So just mm-hmm. by simply going outside and just going for a little walk around the block really, really helps your, um, mental state, uh, and eating well. I mean, you don't have to eat well all the time. If you could eat well 70% of the time and then eat junk 30%, you're doing all right. And then, uh, lastly, be grateful. Um, I think that's pretty big. Uh, it, it's really easy to uh, just take everything we have for granted. Mm. I still do. It's like you know, because you're so used to it. It's it's natural for everybody. But uh, you know, I pray every morning and just uh, like I'm thankful for, for everything. The fact that I have all my limbs work, and my brain is functioning. I can see. I can hear. Have a voice, like, you know. You I, was, live in I, worked in, I, I live in America. You could do whatever, like whatever you want here. Uh, it is a truly a free country. The only limits are yourself. Um, I mean, the fact that we could get up and go outside, go for a drive. The fact you have a vehicle. There's so much to be grateful for. Uh, but I, just waking up, being able to sleep in a comfortable bed with the roof over my head waking up with two legs and know that I have food in the fridge, you know? Yeah. Being grateful. Write down. Hey, just write, every morning, if you, if you don't pray, uh, write down. Try to do like for like a 25-day challenge. Every morning, just write down three things you're grateful for. It's a good challenge. You don't have to do it forever. Just do 25 days every single morning. Just write down three things you're grateful for. There we go, guys. 25-day challenge. Write down three things you're grateful for every single day. Yep. I like that. I like that. All right. Any last words for the audience before no. we uh, get off? Nope. All right, man. Well, then, thanks, you guys, for watching. I hope you guys learned a lot from uh, Henry. Um, he had a lot of knowledge to give. And uh, we'll see you next time on Community Hotline. Thanks for joining us in on the test.